Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and giving excerpts about the exception. Hosted by Audrey Naidu. Sit back, relax, enjoy I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. How's it everyone? Welcome back to Let's Talk Digital with myself, Audrey Naidu. Today we have a treat for you. Two of Google's leading experts and my favorite humans talk to us about the race to digital marketing transformation in South Africa. Lorraine Landon, the specialist lead for SSA at Google, leading a team of experts in different digital domains to create solutions for Google's biggest clients on the continent. My second guest is Bridget Ngorbo, who is the Banking Industry Manager for Google SA with 10 years of experience in banking and financial services, consulting, tech and digital transformation. She has worked with banks all over the world, including Egypt, Dubai and Saudi Arabia, to help propel them into the future on their respective digital transformation journeys. Our first female duet. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's about time, eh? I've been waiting for you girls for the last <laughs> 12 months. <laughs> yeah, I remember us talking about us doing this for, for Women's Month because it would have been such a cool thing to do for Women's Month and it's a month later. But we're here, we're here, we're finally here. Yeah, exactly. So, so ladies, I'm sure you get this question asked a lot of you. It's uh, what is the one thing you enjoy the most working at Google? Uh, so uh, I've been, as I mentioned in the intro, I've, I've been at Google nearly seven years now. And um, what I've really loved about it, I'm a big fat nerd um, and I am constantly challenged uh, at work every single day. There is something new to learn. I'm exposed to really brilliant minds who are at the forefront of everything digital. So I really feel like I'm best positioned in my job to learn and to champion what's happening globally. Thanks, Lorraine. Bitch. Me. Well, I've been at Google for only two years, and my favorite thing about working there was the food, but I only really got it for eight months because then COVID happened. <laughs> so I'm just trying to find a new favorite thing. I'm joking. Um, I, I think that the thing that is really my one of my passion points and, and one of the most amazing things about working at Google is the people. Um, there's a real and true commitment to serving clients that I have have you have really encountered at Google. That's that's really changed how I operate as a, as a as a professional, um, and it's really about helping people grow in every aspect. Anything they touch, I think they're very uh, self reflective about how they're contributing to the communities they're in to the businesses that they serve and how they can make themselves better. Um, that, that culture of continuous improvement is something that's really been infectious and hard not to love. I mean, personally, I couldn't agree with, with you more because um, the one thing I miss a lot is visiting your offices and that lovely canteen of yours. I mean, the food. <laughs> so, ladies, thank you so much. I mean, um, this is going to be such an amazing conversation that we're about to have. As you know, we're talking about the race to digital marketing transformation in South Africa, which seems to be a hot topic recently. Um, and I wanted to just pick your brains and understand Understand why is this so important for brands right now? So I've been in the industry for quite a long time, and so I really do have a personal interest in seeing digital media, digital transformation happen, uh, not only for businesses, but 
to build our country in South Africa. Um, there has been quite a bit of discussion and I've been so heartened to see the, the uh, acceleration of these discussions because I think there is so much impact that can happen when a business puts itself in, in a position to really mature itself. Um, but what uh, we've really struggled with in the last couple of, I suppose, decades is to actually quantify or measure what digital maturity actually does to a business. And uh, quite recently, actually this month, in fact, uh, Boston Consulting Group, along with Google, released a report that actually showed some of the impact of what maturing a business does. So um, the quick takeouts of this report um, is that the brands that actually grew their maturity in the last year increased their sales by an average of 18%. Now, if you think about what COVID has done and the quite doomsday approach to what has happened, the impact of what's happened, you'll see that 18% increase in sales is, is quite, quite substantial. Um, what they've also shown, <clears throat> there's been obviously in a, in a world of contracting marketing budgets, we've seen that there's greater emphasis on efficiency. So how you're buying your media, how you're measuring the impact of your media. And what they found is that when businesses mature digitally, uh, they increase their efficiency. And those that were more mature, uh, the study shows that they were uh, able to boost their efficiencies by 29% more than their less mature peers. And then the other thing is, you know, often you see on briefs that um, market share is a huge uh, indicator of success. And one of the, the metrics that was in this report is that mature businesses actually grow by three points against their, their peers with regards to um, taking the market share and um, establishing their brand in the market. So I just want to, to clarify, the BCG study is a global study, but considers EMEA markets as well. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. They, they want to get a very good view of what's happening across the world. We have the... Um, I, I don't want to say the added benefits, but actually the world has found itself in a pretty common... A situation with regards to COVID and the impact on businesses. So I think it was, while it is global, there are some drill downs into specific EMEA examples. In fact, one of my proudest moments is the South African bank that's featured in there. I mean, I've worked with banks for over 10 years in my life and to see the acceleration of a bank that's actually very, very old, it's a very old bank, um, and to see the strides that they've made and how prominent they are in this BCG study says a lot about how EMEA markets are actually, sorry, um, sort of European markets are looking to African markets to see what they've done uh, during this time. That's interesting because uh, my next question was going to be what's going on in South Africa in terms of uh, progression. Um, do you want to shed some light onto that? Lord can give a perspective around the industry more generally, but I'd like to offer just a, a perspective around kind of what's happening in the financial services market. You know, in the financial services market, it's been this has been a slow shift to turn. <laughs> um, it's it's big, it's clunky, especially when it comes to traditional banks. And then you start to see the sort of competitive landscape, um, and you see the new entrants uh, and the 
non-traditional financial services players, right? So telcos coming into the financial space. Um, and you see all these new players and seeing how they're reacting to digital marketing in those different ways has been quite interesting. You know, the ability to be agile, the ability to build in different ways and to have these considerations as you start up your digital marketing sort of functions has been really interesting. It's inextricably linked to the success of the business. And that's how they set them up. Whereas in the traditional banks, we really are looking at how to break down silos, how to uh, work across the organization to achieve the same vision. How is digital marketing attached to your actual digital transformation strategy? Are they two separate things? And very often they are. So it's been interesting to watch the banks kind of really converge uh, some of their digital digital transformation efforts and having market have marketing have a seat at the table so that's really what i've been seeing in the financial services uh, space specifically in banking and law what are you seeing uh, when it comes to the rest of the industry in south africa what I've really enjoyed is is having more of these discussions around maturity um, that the understanding that no matter the business or the vertical, that there is something to be gained by looking honestly and curiously at the business and saying, how do we build out what uh, a transformed digital business looks like. Um, obviously, with uh, COVID, we've seen a huge acceleration or the need for acceleration for digital maturity in businesses. All of a sudden, consumers were stuck at home and you saw every sort of business trying to pivot and understand what a digital version of themselves look like um, to the point where I've even seen restaurants, um, not from an ordering perspective, but how to build their brand and how to engage with the restaurant uh, from a digital perspective. So there have been increased levels of interest. There've been a lot of conversations. I think what um, is really driving itself home now is the is understanding the nature of digital and that it's not a destination that you get to at the risk of something like a bumper sticker. It is uh, a convoluted world to navigate. And I think what uh, putting assessments together in terms of digital maturity does is give a, an honest benchmark of what the business is doing and, and where it sits. Um, if any of you have been exposed to the BCG um, uh, and the digital benchmark uh, assessment, you can see that there's four levels of maturity. Um, and what we, we're trying to do is um, give people very solid, tangible steps of how to get to these levels of maturity. Um, so in South Africa, generally, uh, depending on, and this is my, my little key point, is we need to be really honest and really curious about the businesses. So when we are doing the assessments, it's really important to answer those questions honestly in order to get a fair assessment of where the business is sitting. So you saw in the report that uh, in terms of the top level of maturity, there's 9% of the world's global brands are sitting there. Um, and the, the question posed is, well, where are South African businesses? I would say that quite a few are, are playing near that space. Um, obviously, not all the businesses we know have, have conducted an assessment, but we, kn we know that there are varying levels of sophistication. Um, and I think what the defining factor with those, the clients that are really mature is a true and honest hunger to understand what the steps need to be taken around digital maturity. 
there's no one size fits all. It's a journey. Um, and the clients we've really enjoyed working with are those who come and say, let's just assess, let's see what, what are the key factors that might transform this business. And that's where we've seen the biggest impact. So Lorraine, where, where are you seeing uh, marketers relative to the rest of the organization in terms of digital maturity? Um, so I, I think the marketers are at the forefront of understanding the impact. Um, and then we, what we have to do is almost empower the marketers to be able to communicate back to the organization around the impact of this. So I think in years gone by, digital maturity has been quite a vague concept and something that you know everyone's going to strive for but don't really know. But I think in terms of marketers themselves, there's almost a, a level of empowerment that the uh, digital maturity uh, conversation has actually given them, where they are now able to demonstrate that if they build a really solid marketing base if they're able to measure the impact of what the the media, the communications, the strategy is actually doing to the business, they're able to have a firmer seat at the executive level table and able to really instruct how the organization needs to pivot to accommodate digital maturity. Uh, we'll talk a little bit, a bit later around the organizational uh, structure, but there needs to be an easy facilitation of digital maturity in an organization. It's not only incumbent on the marketers to transform a business, the whole business itself needs to support it. Absolutely. So I want to touch on some of the comments that you, you guys made earlier in the conversation where you spoke about um, digital media, digital transformation. So, you know, in the marketing environment, having engaging with external partners like creative agency, media agency, uh, is there a slot for creative agency in this as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the more that um, media, digital, creative agencies work as a team, the more that they can help the client mature. Um, it's, maturity is not just about the technology that you're using, but it's about the approach. It's about understanding the audiences to whom you speak uh, and, and also tailoring the communication to really resonate with them. So if creative is... Uh, excluded from this maturity conversation, then we sit in situations where the same communication is happening across the board or assumptions are made about audiences that then that creative is built around. And what we're trying to do is just create teams where everyone involved with a particular brand sits around the table and understands exactly what the impact of any sort of execution is going to be. And then that feeds back into future uh, kind of executions. Um, and if creative doesn't have a seat at that table, then there's a huge chunk of that, of that team missing. So whenever we hold um, any sort of assessment workshops or digital maturity uh, kind of conversations, we need to make sure that all the players are sitting at the table and that all of them have a view in terms of what the North Star is and their role to play in that maturity space. Yeah, I just was going to add that I think the thing about the digital maturity benchmarking sort of exercise 
and the and the digital transformation framework in and of itself is that it brings all the various parties to the table. So typically people who don't necessarily speak to each other in an organization who are driving towards the marketing transformation or the digital transformation of the organization are not around the same table, but through the, they call them domains. So through the five A's and an O, and actually Lorraine says that sounds a little bit like a sitcom. Um, I would love to steal it and say that I've, I've said that it sounds like a little bit, a bit like a sitcom, but it's the five A's and the O, right? But those aspects of the organization, when you look at them in unison, are really the things that drive uh, incremental revenue, that drive people to buying your product, that connect you with the end user, right? So it's the audience piece, which, as Lorraine said, is around sort of identifying and influencing the most valuable part of your audience throughout sales and then it's the access part which is really about reaching that audience making sure that you're delivering the message to the right people attribution right are you measuring in the right ways are you measuring at all the various touch points both for the customer and yourself allowing you to pivot when you need to and then around ads and assets right which is where the creative piece comes in that lorraine was just speaking about now really being able to produce marketing that is attention driving that is moving with the changing consumer at all the digital touch points all the other touch it's about the full ecosystem of how you're showing up and then the automation thinking about how are you saving time how are you optimizing your marketing function to drive profitability and growth and then the o piece which is i guess what i'm speaking about right now and bringing everyone together it's really about breaking down those silos understanding the partners that you want to work with across the Board, including um, your creative uh, partners, both internally and externally, right? So bringing that all together in, in, in such a neat framework, I think that's, that to me is one of the magical things about this framework to work through digital marketing transformation. Do you find that in larger enterprises that the O is often uh, the piece that limits uh, the progress? 100%, 100%, without a doubt in my mind. Um, you know, I think the organizations where I've seen this program working really well is where there is C-level buy-in um, for that O piece to move, where that organizational piece is able to move and you can easily collaborate across teams. Um, and it's not, you know, something that should be put on the back burner. It's something that everybody has sort of said is a North Star for the organization. Once that's clear, once there's C-level buy-in and the organizational structures, whether they're structured for silos or not structured for silos because it's an incumbent or, I mean, a, 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 like a, a new entrant bank, it, it doesn't really matter. If that C-level buy-in doesn't exist to navigate whatever your organization is, however your organization is structured, th this program does really fall dead in the water. I mean, I don't say that to not give people hope who think that their organization is not structured for this and they won't have C-level support initially. That's okay. Start somewhere, right? Like if you can prove the value in a small lab or a small business unit of your own and you can take the assessment for yourselves and then show the value off of that, that's a good news story that you can take to your C-levels and get them to understand that you need to actually be working with your data science scientists, your creative teams, and your partners, and you need access to all of them to make this this machine kind of hum. So, so yes, 
it is the key enabler in a lot of ways, but also something that's very difficult to get through, but it's not insurmountable. Lorraine, you want to add to that? It, it really just goes back to what I was saying with regards to the marketing role. Um, you know, like a, a business or an organization uh, obviously has its own infrastructure and how it's been operating. Um, and I think it takes all the players to understand how it needs to move or uh, pivot. I hate the word pivot. It's so overused, but change in order to accommodate uh, the the new consumers, the new kind of behaviors that they're seeing. Um, so it might take quite a while because, as you know, there are businesses that have been entrenched and been very successful in the models and the infrastructure that they've had for decades in some cases. So it is a slow burn. And, and this is what I um, often say to businesses when we run these workshops is that, and again, I'm going to quote the bumper sticker, it's, it's not a destination, it's a journey. And there might be uh, instances and initiatives and projects that will change one aspect of the five A's in the O, but this almost always needs to be continuously communicated to the stakeholders about the impact. So we just always are talking about impact and measurability because that's where the, the use cases become really valuable to the executive levels of any business. Okay, I really want to dig into the meat of the study, which identifies four accelerators where companies need to focus on in order to elevate the game. So. Do you want to share with our listeners what these four areas are? Okay, so really when it comes to the accelerators to fast-tracking your digital maturity, there are four main things, right? There's building a virtuous cycle around first-party data, and we see that companies or organizations that are able to do this are able to double their improvement in cost efficiency. So companies that are sitting in multi-moment that are really building uh, robust virtuous cycles around first party data are able to double improvement in cost efficiency. And one of the South African banks that's sort of featured in the study, they focus a lot on their use of first party data. Financial services industries are very uniquely placed to use their first party data. And the thing that they highlight is A, it's in a privacy safe way, right? Like it's in a way that really looks after their clients um, or their customers needs when it comes to privacy. And that's gotta be really important when you're using first party data. But this is a value exchange between you and your customers, right? Like it's really being able to understand who they are, where they're at and serving them things that matter to them. And in turn, having them give you information that matters to you. So that virtuous side around first-party data is incredibly important and, and in many ways a differentiator in the market. So really invest in that and understand what that means to your specific organization and how you can really make that work for you. The second accelerator is investing in end-to-end -end, um, measurement. And what we see here is that companies leveraging predictive models, again, the bank that was mentioned was doing this in addition to using their first-party data. We see that companies that are doing this are around 36 percent in the connected space and 42 percent in the multi-moment space so what this really says is in order for you to reach multi-moment which is really the 
upper sort of category of uh, the, the the segments uh, or the segmentation around digital marketing transformation. For you to reach that top tier, you really need to be thinking about how you're using predictive modeling, especially with privacy in play now. So it's really important to understand how can I model this behavior? What do I do with this data once I understand? And then how do I measure, right? Like how do I measure across all of my channels, across my entire ecosystem? What does this look like? Where should I, um, the favorite word of 2020 and 2021, where should I pivot, right? Like how am I able to move my business in different ways based on what my investment is giving me? And then the third accelerator is around prioritizing agile ways of working and really encouraging to a test and learn culture. We're not always going to get it right, not at the very beginning anyway. And so what that means for us is when we get it wrong, we dust ourselves off and we keep going and we find out what does work for our business, right? There's a three, you know, improvement around productivity sort of triples in the area of, of, of prioritizing agile ways of working and encouraging a test and learn culture. The quicker you're able to make decisions that allow you to move in the direction that makes sense for your business, you know, the quicker you're able to get to market, right? So really, when it comes to prioritizing agile ways of working, it's about being able to react to market changes, forgetting the silos, working between different departments, getting data, getting creative, right? And really figuring out what, what works uh, and also using automation to respond to real-time signals, right? Like that's what that's what that uh, third accelerator is about, is how you're organized. And then the fourth thing, uh, or the fourth accelerator, is around embracing new skills and partnership. Brands, again, in the multi-moments, about 50% of the brands in multi-moments are keeping partnerships for all capabilities that are surveyed or are, are trying to draw down on the partnerships that they have to, to address the, the capabilities that they have seen in the survey that they need to address or to, you know, to improve on or to, to double down on. So really it's about drawing down on your partnerships, who is available for you to partner with, whether it be a Google or Facebook, it actually doesn't really matter. You know, I always say the thing I love so much about this framework is that it brings together all of your partners. If you can start to shift how you look at what this framework can do for your organization, you can put the ways that you think about marketing and the ways that you think about driving revenue for your business into a framework that gives you a North Star and the same language. When people are not talk talking across each other, what that does for your organization, for your ability to pivot and prioritize agile ways of working, for your ability to invest in end-to-end -end measurement and create virtuous cycles around first-party data and embrace new skills, it's, it's incredible when you're able to put it all down and follow the thread of kind of where you are on each of those things. So this framework is, is really a gift in that way. But, you know, there is a question around 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 the skills component of it. So, yeah, that's that's really it when it comes to when it comes to the accelerators, though. Thanks for that, Bridge. I mean, in terms of uh, new skills that's required in this in this environment, we're seeing um, new roles being created like marketing technology expert, tag management expert, measurement specialist, which wasn't there two, three years ago. I know, Lord, this is your passion point. Do you think that we have enough 
uh, or the right skill set in South Africa to operate within this environment? Currently, although I think there is still a lot of room for investment in terms of skill. Um, I think what we did in years gone by is relied on blanket definitions for digital specialties. Um, when I started out on this journey and Granted, it was 15 years ago, but the digital strategist was asked to fix the photocopy machine um, uh, because it was everything that was electronic about media and communications. Now we're finding that it is so granular that we, we are needing these specialists. And the honest answer right now is no. But uh, given the demand of how many uh, companies and brands will need this kind of expertise. I think there's a, this is almost a collective call to say, how do we invest in creating these roles and specialties? Um, and I think I've always had this really um, passionate view on the digital industry and how we can create jobs in the space where there's such demand. Uh, because I think there is opportunity on both sides, those who want to work and those who need it. Um, so digital strategic skill is also quite rare. Um, so I, I'm quite excited about what the push for maturity means in terms of skills development. It gives very clear definitions as to what areas are the, the focuses. And then we can start putting programs together where we get these expertise really developed. Definitely. Uh, I tend to agree with that. Um, I mean, I am seeing a trend in the markets that due to this lack of resources or skill sets within uh, bigger brands, um, there's a question of outsourcing or insourcing some of these skill set. Have you also seen that happen? I, I, this is a, a very common question. Um, and it, and it really just depends on, on what the business wants to achieve. As, as Bridget was talking about earlier, um, this framework around maturity helps you start looking at the resources available to you. Who are your partners? What are the roles that they are fulfilling? And what do they um, actually contribute towards the business? So I'm not sure it is a question of in-housing or outsourcing uh, because what the question then means is that there is a um, kind of an assumption that the skill is just there and you can just pull it in-house when you need it and out and, and, and outsource when you need it. But if you, what you're looking to achieve, if you map out your business needs really honestly, then map out the partners that you have at, disposal, at your disposal and what skills there are. When you're looking at in-housing, you've got to understand what is the, the goal around bringing it in-house. Will your, uh, the people that you bring in have enough stimulation, enough challenge, enough education within your business in order to execute what you need them to do uh, perfectly? Um, and so in-housing and outsourcing sounds very black and white. And I think what a focus on digital maturity actually does is make you take a step back and look at it from an ecosystem perspective. Who's in the brand's ecosystem? What agencies are you getting to do what? And how do they fit into this life cycle of, of maturity? Um, if we draw a line and we say we're going to in-house within five years, 
I think there needs to be a very granular plan as to how that's going to be executed and what skills you will have to invest in as a business in order to develop. Because they do not exist out there uh, just to, to headhunt on LinkedIn. This is something where you almost have to cultivate skill uh, for particular purposes. No, I agree. And then it's also the matter of understanding the dynamics of your business. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, it needs to be customized and nurtured within organizations, especially within digital um, roles or areas. And then it's also that cross-pollination of skill set between areas because we're mm-hmm. seeing digital marketing, for example, is an infusion of skill set. So whereas somebody was a specialist, for example, on search, that person needs to play multiple roles now in understanding analytics, in understanding the tools, the tech, the data. Um, so, so it's all encompassing, which uh, I agree, it's quite an exciting time for, for somebody to build their skill set and do more and be more strategic um, instead of just operational. Yes, and I would also encourage, you know, like a a person's job title no longer tells you what they do. Um, I think this is, you know, a digital strategist. What does that actually mean? Or a a data technologist. I think there is a lot of deep diving that goes into these skills in terms of what is the practical output of what these jobs do. And I think it's also incumbent on the digital industry to redefine some of these labels and to say, actually, this is what the output looks like. This is what we are striving towards. Um, I always say to my team in Google that excellence is currency. So how are we being more excellent? um, And how are we hiring and developing skill in order to achieve goals as opposed to just filling seats with uh, job titles, which is what I sometimes see. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to just bring in the role of tech. Um, what what is the role of tech in the in the equation? So that one is for me. You know, I think that's such an interesting question. And initially, when I read it, I was like, you know, how how do you answer this question in a way that that uh, that really touches on the complexity that the digital maturity framework brings out around tech. And I think what it boils down to is tech is in every part of this conversation, right? So in the same way that you were talking about, like Lorraine was just talking now about about sort of looking at things from an ecosystem perspective, I think that's the truth about tech as well when it comes to this. You know, the machine learning parts are now in the creative parts of it as well, so in the ads and assets as well as the audiences. So you're looking at tech in all of these very different and nuanced ways, but it's touching every role. So there is no one place that it's segmented to, you know, you need to think about how your digital marketing transformation efforts fit into your whole digital transformation strategy. So often those two things are divorced, but why? You know, that doesn't actually, that is just continuing the sort of siloed approach that we've seen consistently along the way. So technology is not segmented to one area of this. It's in in fact in every part of this. It's your whole tech journey as an organization. It's your tech journey as it pertains to the things that you're doing around digital, I mean, around marketing itself as a function. It's how you're approaching um, automation. It's how you're approaching testing and learning it's in every part um, of the equation when it comes to to the digital marketing transformation framework. So 
in closing, what what would you say are the key considerations for brands when they embark on this journey of digital marketing transformation? So I think it's important for a brand to establish a baseline, to understand where their businesses are currently. Um, and I would encourage every business to actually do an assessment. It's free. It's online. It's, uh, it's called the Digital Maturity Benchmark. It's on thinkwithgoogle.com. Um, and to gather all the relevant players around the table to look at the questions. So the assessment features 56 questions that get quite in depth around the, these five A's and the O's. Um, but what they do is encourage discussion around the table. And it, the discussion is richer, actually, than the, than the report. The report will tell you the areas that you need to work on. But the discussion is actually the thing that, that connects people, that educates different areas of the business who may not be so entrenched in some of the aspects of, of digital maturity. So the key considerations is whenever I run a workshop like this, I make sure that there are four elements that need to be touched. So um, be present, be um sit around that table and be very um, engaged in, in understanding. Uh, be curious around some of the aspects of digital maturity. Now, we are living in such a convoluted industry with so many acronyms and its own language that actually what we need to do is be curious about what these mean. It's not shameful not to know what some of these elements are. If you did, then, then you would actually be running the internet. Um, so be curious about what uh, executions are happening, what technology is being used, what is the data saying about where you're sitting currently? And also when to look at those questions from a very honest perspective. I think there's um, sometimes an inclination to want to boast about digital or what you're actually doing, but to strip it down and say, are we making the most of our measurement opportunities? Do we know who our audiences are? Uh, do, are we making creative that actually resonates and, and gives us the impact? And if the answer is no, it is not an indictment on anyone, but rather an area to improve um, and an opportunity. And I think this is what the exciting thing about looking at digital maturity is, is that at every question asked, there's an opportunity to grow the business. Because if you, if you raise it by one point, what does that mean? What is the incremental uplift on the business? So this is why it's my passion point is because you can see demonstrable impact on a business taking a more mature approach to uh, maturity, to digital, and then to creating that ecosystem around who are those partners, uh, what are they set to deliver, and how are they working together to mature the business? One last addition to that is don't, you're going to get frustrated. <laughs> And that's okay. Um, just keep growing. Um, I think that, you, you know, at some point, people will, will take, organizations will take the digital maturity benchmarking exercise and then they'll say, okay, but why is the score different to the last time? Because maybe you're doing different things. <laughs> and, and, because, and because it is, in fact, a moving target. If we were not making organizations work towards the shifts that we're seeing in consumers, the shifts that we see need to happen in organizations, then we wouldn't be doing our job. So sometimes the needle moves and that is okay. That means that calls us all 
to a journey of continuous improvement. BCG and Google, in coming up with the digital maturity benchmark, have had to in continuously improve. They literally had to eat their own dog food in the sense that this survey has come out again, has been redone again, has different results. And we're talking about different accelerators now than we were when we first did it. We've seen an increase in brands of multi-moment from 2% to 9%. But that that's because we're calling all of the people who are taking part in this journey to continuously improve. And so it's okay to get frustrated. It's okay that it's frustrating. Just keep going. Okay. Thanks, ladies, for a stimulating and valuable conversation. Um, hoping to see you guys soon. Thanks for having us, Oats. Thank you so much for having us today, Audrey, on Let's Talk Digital. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to talk about something that Lorraine and I are both so passionate about. I think every organization can can really make an impact um, in, 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 in sort of the world and the communities that they operate in if they commit themselves to continuous improvement. And this framework is, is one of the ways in which organizations can do that. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, guys. Bye. We're excited. You're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and to keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Engage us on our website at TalkDigitalZA.co.za. And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.